0: You're listening to the iRacers Lounge podcast, where we discuss everything iRacing in a casual setting. Enjoy. Welcome to the iRacers Lounge. I'm your host, Mike Ellis. iRacers Lounge is a podcast for the iRacer, where we talk all things iRacing in a casual setting. Joining me are the usual characters, Chris Scales, David Flowers, Greg Hectus, Tony Groves, William Gibson. Hey guys, big turnout. Hey Mike. Hey, what's up? Hey, Hey, Mike. All right. Well, welcome. Let's talk uh, right about NASCAR iRacing Series right away. Uh, Kansas. Man, uh, I'll start out. Wednesday fixed uh, P12 for myself. I ran top 10, actually uh, top 5 a little bit uh, most of the day. Um, Actually got loose and someone drove through me, knocked me back to 19th. I ended up working my way back to 12th, and uh, not a bad finish for me. I think that was my best of the week, actually. So, it seems like that. It's always the first race I seem to get my best result. Uh, Greg, you ran with me as well as Chris. Greg, you got a top 10. Good job.
1: Yeah, that's the only one I want to talk about this week, I think.
0: P9, and you had uh, five minutes of damage when you finished.
1: Yeah, that was an attrition race, I think, uh... Just letting people crash themselves out. But I got wrecked early. Story of my life.
0: Yeah. And then, uh, Chris, uh, not a good result for you, really?
2: No, it was, it was... The first half of the week was a little rough. Um, yeah, I don't remember much about that one. Some of the, the ones later in the week was a little bit more eventful. But yeah, that first half of the week, I was just learned that track. That place was... It was really fun to, to get around once I got used to it. Man, running up the wall like, like that on a, a mile and a half was a little crazy at first.
0: Yep. Well, that night in the open, I got a P23. I got wrecked. It had a bit of damage. But once you have that damage, the car is just slow and tight, and you're really not competitive after that. Uh, Greg, uh, you started P5 but finished P20. Uh, last lap restart actually killed the race.
1: Yeah, I I think if I remember correctly on that one, um, I got turned because, oh, that was the one I dove through the center, and a guy was complaining that uh, he missed a shift, so I moved up to go through the center, and then he uh, ended up going and uh, got into me uh, going into the corner as soon as he got up to speed he and then blamed me for the wreck.
0: All right, and uh, David Flowers, Mr. One and Done, uh, comes into Kansas, and you get what? A P5. Best result out of the entire team.
3: I got Phoenixed again. I was in P2. We were we were running late. I had like 40 laps on my tires. I was reeling the leader in, no problem. And what did we get? Late caution. And I'm like, okay. And my car was only really, really good on the long run. It took over 20 laps to come in, and we had 8 laps left. And I, by the time we finished, I fell back from 2nd to 5th. So, I could have matched my best result, but didn't. And like I said, I got Phoenix. It kind of sucked, <laughs> but it was a good result overall.
0: Yeah, great run. Um, and I know there was a big effort from some of the guys in the team to try to get a better result than that, but we didn't do it. So you got the best result of the week. I tried so damn hard. <laughs> I, I, was, <laughs> I, raced I was my butt off into the Chris, week, but couldn't Chris do it. Had,
3: had, Chris had a great shot to do it. But Chris did what he normally does. he overdrives the car, get in the wall, and screws it for everybody else because we could have had an epic rivalry this week, but no, somebody had to screw it up.
0: yeah, that was something uh Thursday night, it says I got a p twenty one I was wrecked out. I was uh, first caution, which is always the worst fourteen minutes damage, okay. And it was a, a guy from Italy, actually. Um, I went and looked at the who the entry was, and it said Italy. Um, he came up and got my left rear. I was not down in his lane. He got into me. Uh, that got me in the wall. I got clipped again by another guy. And then another guy came by and T-boned me and finished me off. And uh, Anyway, P-21. Uh, Chris, you got P-9. I think that was your best of the week.
2: Yeah, that was... Uh... That was a pretty good race. Um, I think, I can't remember if Flowers is in that race with me, or just uh, racing in a different split. But, uh, yeah, there's a particular guy that um, he's battled with in the past that I drove my butt off to get that P9, because I was in a car with a busted motor. It wasn't real bad, but, man, yeah, I I really held that guy off.
3: (laughs) Good old Milton.
0: All right. And then uh, Thursday fixed, I ended up P16 after running 20th or so most of the race. I suck, is how I felt. Uh, I was car number 34, so I moved up into a a higher split, basically, uh, with that really good car number. And uh, I was a little out of my league with those guys, and um, I ran what I deserved. Anyway, P16. And then teammate Brandon Newhouse, who we haven't seen uh, online very much uh, because life is getting in the way, but he did race. Um, He said there was a late caution. The top four stayed out. They spun their tires, and we all went four to six wide. It was crazy. Uh, Went in with no practice either. He didn't give a result uh, of how he finished. But uh, Chris, you uh, got crashed, and then your sim crashed, and... uh, more crash in p31 ouch yeah i got hit with
2: a weird bug um this week that was kicking me out of some of the a races but yeah i was running really good that um, in that race i kind of figured out the track toward the end of the week but um just got caught up in somebody else's mess and then uh, yeah the sim crash
0: finished me off all right and then will gibson you've made a rare start as well and ran with us and uh Man, I I, I, all I hear from Will all night is this feels like dirt racing. This is awesome. (laughs) P twenty dog button there, yeah. So
4: it was a ton of fun. Um, I don't do a lot of the NIS racing. I just I don't want to get in other people's way that practice all week, and I don't have as much time to put the effort in as I wish I could. But I got out there, just wanted to have some fun, not worry about IR and safety rating and. Man, that's just a fun track. Um, I feel like it's my favorite out of all the uh, mile and a halfs. and dodged some wrecks, got a little overconfident going through one, and basically launched the car into space. Um, it was that a was, it was an idiot mistake, but it was still a ton of fun.
3: That was an epic video, by the way. I, I was spotting for Will and just to see his car to just kind of hit the wall, go up in the air, turn sideways, go end over end, and then just watch the Sim just freak out and go, um, you're back in your pit because I don't even know how to handle
0: that. He just got shot off the planet. <laughs> he
3: did. It was hysterical.
4: Yeah, and what was really weird is in the VR, it just started shuddering. Um, So, like, I was looking down at my dash or, like, the dash came up to, like, my line of sight and it started shuddering. I'm like, wow, man, I wrecked hard. And then next thing I look up to look out the window, which would be, like, my head at, like, a 45-degree angle because it was all out of whack and i'm looking at the entirety of the track like the entire mile and a half
0: like from then, way up high
4: yeah and then instantly straight to pit road it said like it said like 30 minutes of towing time at that point i don't know where they came up with that number so i just i called it it was a lot of fun before that wreck and i probably could have checked up a little sooner to dodge it i just saw the guy start to spin to the bottom at the last minute he kind of veered up and just one of those dumb rookie mistakes, but it was a lot of fun until then, and felt like I could have had a good top ten car.
0: Yeah, that was funny, uh, Greg. You got a P twenty uh, that night, and then a P thirty four the next day. Ouch!
1: <laughs> the Friday night one was—I uh, don't know what happened with my shifter. That's—I uh, started. That was the start of the race. I uh, went from first to second to third, and then when I went to shift to fourth, I it went into the fourth part on the eight shifter and in the sim it went to second for some reason so i uh, blew the motor in front of the field and got turned and i had to do a lot of apologizing
0: there all right and then sunday morning uh teammate jonathan wall who we rarely see um he, he made a very rare appearance i don't even think he was in team speak but he didn't make a note that he did run nis and got wrecked by colin keister in the top split and then, Greg, you ran as well, uh, finished P-28 that morning, and then 17th that night. Yeah, I'm
1: not uh, looking forward tough to week. Kansas again. <laughs> yeah, that's a tough week for you, huh? Good thing. What the problem was, is, though, I had a setup that I could go from the front to the back and back to the front again, no problem, and just got caught up in everything
0: all week. It you, was a you, tough week to get you to You didn't the beat one. top 20, Oh, you got a 17th.
1: I got the 9th or the the week. Oh,
0: that's right. Well, and then Sunday night I ran as well, P12. Uh, this race, I went from the back to the front many times. I, I felt like, you know, and I was high as third at one point. It just seems like I get caught up in wrecks, and uh, I'd end up in the back, and then I would Now a caution would come out, I'd gain all these spots, I don't know why, it seems like I always gain spots on cautions, and I just work my way back up, but P12, and that was a fun race, because I was was passing people, and I was uh, in a very competitive room for who I am. Uh, Chris, you ran, I don't have where you finished, uh...
2: Yeah, I didn't uh, I didn't jot it down. I, w- I was upset after the race, but that's the race that Flowers mentioned earlier. I was getting around um, um, in all those late races a lot better at Kansas, and I was having a blast racing there, and did really well that race. Started in the back, drove to the front, was running top five, had a late race restart. I started, I think, fifth with less than 10 to go, got up to third, and – our car, the car was really quick for a few laps, and then it would start pushing really bad. So I wanted to get past this guy before it started pushing, and I turned with like three laps to go, turned the wheels a little bit too much because I was trying to get under him and spun myself out. But I had a, a top five easy, but it just wasn't enough because Flowers already had that fifth. I really wanted to
0: to get a better finish and wrecked myself trying. My my problem was I'd come up off two on the inside and i'm trying to like wash up in front of the guy and the guy not and i think i'm clear but i'm not and then he clips me and i am in the wall that happened to me multiple times this week where i don't know why i don't know if the spotters call not calling me clear correctly or what or i'm just sucking or what but i had that problem multiple times but it's hard on the bottom um i was always wanting to get to the top as soon as i could
2: yeah, it was terrible at the bottom. That was the biggest problem I had there. Is like I had a hard time passing people because I could only run that top line. Anytime I went to the to the bottom, I was just too slow.
0: Yeah, I still feel like Kansas is a, is a little bit broken as far as how fast you can drive it into that corner. You know, on the top, and it's just real not too realistic. I think I'm pretty
2: sure it's broken because you just feel like you're floating through that. Trivial. I mean, it's ridiculous how quick it is, but man, it's a lot of fun anyway. It can stay broken as far as I'm concerned.
0: Right. Well, right, let's talk uh, Road to Pro, Trucks, Charlotte, Tony, you got a P18 and you put terrible.
5: Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was just a really bad, crappy race. Um, I don't know. I wasn't even doing all that great, but I ended up uh getting used up through a corner uh by a lap car. He just drove it in too hard and uh basically, you know, a few laps later my motor just blew and that was pretty much the end of my race.
0: It seems like it's inevitable that the motor blows, right? It...
5: Well, I mean, yeah, and I I did take a lot of front end damage cuz he he used me right up into the wall and then I come down and hit another wall and um yeah so i was expecting it to blow i was like i'll just see what happens so uh eh, p18 I, it was a wash with the ir so it wasn't you know too terrible but uh well 18 I,
0: out of 34 right
5: yeah yeah so yeah 34 to 37 um but i just you get those races but you
2: never like them right
0: yeah and then i got chris you got a 16th on the trucks
2: Yeah. And that was all my fault. I had, um, will crew chief in me for that race. So I had everything I needed to have a good run and I just kind of committed myself to the bottom of the track always. And I mean, I was, it was really fast for a few laps and then start pushing. And if I would have looked around a little bit, I would have found some speed a little bit higher up. And I accidentally found when um, I was trying to get around a guy late in the race with like 20 laps to go or something. I just, yeah, I just screwed up. I just, I didn't look around enough and, uh, once the tires were worn a little bit, you could get a little bit more speed.
4: Um, yeah the the yeah, way
2: totally that race me. was playing out.
4: Sorry, as oh, I said, no, the way yeah. the race was playing out is we would find the rhythm on like about lap seventeen, eighteen, nineteen on the tires. We'd hit lap twenty and just really be fast, and then lap twenty one we'd have a caution or twenty two. So there was really never a chance to let the truck kind of open up and you got kind of tied up in a couple of other people's messes. Um, that was the first race I think I've helped crew chief and spot since I've kind of redone myself to make doing that kind of stuff a little easier. And it, I was getting ton of great information. I think everything was working good. And that one late restart, that guy kind of tried to slide job, you cut up in front of you, smacked the wall and came down. And I think that
2: damage is what kept us from a top, a top 10 for sure. Yeah. yeah. And Tony had said that he had found the high line once the tires had worn in a little bit but i looked for it a couple of times but the problem is if you didn't hit it right you were just it it would kill the truck but yeah once i figured it out it's just too little too late truck was too broken
0: (laughs) it's a tough series uh road to pro all right let's talk uh, official formula renault 2.0 david flowers will gibson you guys ran p11 p18
3: yeah, I uh, I just bought the Renault literally the other night. I bought it, and I bought the uh, Delara 18 to run Indy, and I was like, eh, why not? So I jumped in a race with Will, and I started in the back and worked my way up at Spa to P11, and Will started in the front and unfortunately got into, like, the biggest car crash I've seen in a while. There were just – there were cars everywhere. I, I managed to pick my way through – Um. But yeah, it was it was bad for Will. He was out in about three seconds, unfortunately.
4: Yeah, one of the things since I've started I racing, I've always been very timid at the start of races and usually can scrap together a good finish, and I've really been trying to work on that, being more aggressive on the starts, and we had a great start, got through turn one there clean. On the inside got through a rouge going up the back stretch, and people were battling. I was minding my own line kind of in the middle. Um, I had a run on the guy on the inside, the guy on the outside, threw a crazy block, got in the grass, came back onto the track side by side with me, I had about half a car length on him, was perfectly running my line, he was perfectly running his, and he just turned straight into me um, and wrecked both of us and everyone behind us. It was um, really dumb. I almost protested it, but it's like, you know, let let it go, let's move on to the next one, not stress it out.
0: It's Um, one of those racing deals.
4: Yeah, but I was really proud of the start I had and how aggressive I was. I feel like that's that next step of comfortability I need to get with the other iRacing members and the people around me um, to start picking up more wins and good finishes because you can only do so much starting from the back.
2: Um, Top fives get old after a while. Yeah, be uh, careful how aggressive you get, though, because they'll end up like me in that truck race. (laughs) And I forgot to mention, too, also... uh or that uh, ACAR race at Kansas, that race that I uh, spun off uh, at the very end, one of Greg's friends, um, uh, Michael Morley, was in that race with me, and that was another reason I was pushing because he had already won one, and Greg was pushing me to beat this guy, and he was leading the race. Here I am fighting for third, and I cause a caution that brings out the, you know, brings out the caution that gives him that win actually. <laughs> so be Thanks. careful with the aggression. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, my bad.
0: All right, let's go on. Uh, Peak is off this week. Next week, Charlotte, uh, will, uh, tell us about world of outlaws late model championship, uh, started this week.
4: Yeah. So they're running biweekly. You have the sprint cars one week, late models, the next, and this week was, uh, the first late model race. Um, They ran at Volusia. Howard Weaver actually won the race. He held off a late race charge from James Eden. Um, The race was Monday, a 50-lap main event, which was nice. I believe the sprint cars do 30 laps. Um, The race went really smooth. The first caution didn't come out till lap 19, which was really good and fun to watch. And then the final 14 laps kind of went caution-free, or they did go caution-free. Howard Weaver pretty much dominated the race. There were some really, really good battles for 2nd, 3rd, 4th, but James Eden at the end there, he um, started 5th, fell back as far as 8th, was 3rd on the final restart with uh, 14 to go, got all the way up to Weaver's bumper, but just didn't have enough time. I felt like he probably could have tried to move him if he wanted to, but it was still really good, fun racing. Um, I think it's a, a great start to their season in the World of Outlaw Late Model Championship.
0: Yeah, it was gonna be a thousand bucks to the winner too. Yeah,
4: that was um. I actually skipped over that here and cut it and forgot yeah. to come back. But yeah, a thousand dollars to the winner and yeah, Howard was just in a league of his own. Um. Yeah, but it was just really, really good racing, and I it's kind like...
0: of fun to watch. I watched some of the video and man, yeah, it's good racing.
4: I really, I thought the late models would have a better race than they did. Um, as far as two, three. Lines of racing, multiple grooves, and I feel like Volusia as a track kind of promotes that because it's really odd shaped. It's kind of it's hard to explain, but for the most part, he, he Howard kind of checked out, but everywhere else was good racing, and um, yeah, no, it was really good, and it was nice to see just those few cautions. Most of the race was ran under green.
0: Yep. And uh, Tony, what do you got next? World Championship. F1.
5: Yeah, uh, Grand Prix World Championships. Um Matt Mac Backham takes his second win of the season at Monza. Um Now, uh most of us here at Team Tofosi and the iRacers Lounge don't follow I don't even know what these letters stand for, so uh but it's uh, IWCGPS. Um Now, if you want more info on these world championships, the Simon Racing Report podcast is a great show that follows the series. um, so you don't get some dumbass like me trying to figure this all out. Um, so if you follow f one and and I racing, um, this is a a series to follow and and the Simon Racing Report is the best podcast to keep up with that series.
3: Hey, Tony, real quick. It's the iRacing Racing World Championship Grand Prix series.
0: Oh, there you go. Anyway, uh what I noticed is the lack of the names that we normally see in the top three or three to top five aren't there. Like Mitchell DeJong is tenth. And I don't even see uh what's his name, Hutu. He's not even in the top ten.
4: I think he had some kind of internet issues, if I'm not mistaken. Uh um, and Mitchell, I believe, had like an incident in turn one. I um I kind of put that note in there about the the Simon Racing Report podcast. I listened to it the other day on the drive home from work, and they go in good detail about pretty much every incident, every event that happens during those races. So I really enjoyed it. Um, I don't really follow the series. I know a lot of us don't, but um, it's a it seems super highly competitive and. They give a good breakdown of what's going on.
3: I try to, on occasion, um, I like I, I try to watch a race here and there. I just mainly don't have time. Um, what was that podcast again? Will Simon? What?
4: Simon Racing Report
2: podcast.
0: Yeah. All right, Chris. Let's talk Indy Fifty.
2: Yeah, I actually got to run one of these. Um, So uh, Kevin Bobbitt posted in the forums last weekend a special test race prior to the Indy 500 called the Indy 50. They were held on May 12th, 13th in the identical time slots of the Indy 500. Kevin also noted participants who complete at least 25% of the race distance will receive the highly coveted I tested award. It's rarely offered, so don't miss the opportunity. We'll be utilizing different U.S. based servers for this test event, and uh, there's a couple. So um, yeah, I said I did run um, one of these. I think it was the one Saturday morning, and I man, I applaud iRacing for doing this because it, man, it's so smart. I don't know why they haven't done it earlier. Run these test events, you know, these short little events, at the exact same times that you're going to kick off the real thing, since they've been having so many problems with server issues with these big events.
0: Yeah, test run. Absolutely.
3: Yeah, me and uh me and Chris are gonna run together for the Indy five hundred on Sunday. We've been we've been doing some practicing and stuff. The set feels pretty good on our own. I haven't had a chance to run it in traffic though.
2: Yeah, and I checked for that award and it's there. It's I tested with a little check mark that says Hello cool. Test Indy five hundred testing series. So yeah, hopefully they keep doing this with uh, other big events. And uh there's also a couple of posts um uh, regarding how close this race is shaping up to be, uh, the qualifying times are just are ridiculously tight and just keep getting tighter.
0: Yeah, thirty-nine O's. The top. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. It's the top twenty-eight are all thirty-nine O's. The top thirty-three are within one tenth of each other. One yeah, tenth. Of a the entire field. That's ridiculous. I
2: don't know if that's good or bad. I don't know. But these cards do seem to draft pretty well. So, God, man, all these cars are such
3: close speeds. and How much running practice have you done in cra- uh, traffic, Chris? I've Not is, I've heavy traffic.
2: Yes, oh, I ran okay. that 50, but most of it was just laying back, um, just trying to learn how to drive the car. I didn't race much. I finished 10th, I think, but that was just because there was a giant wreck that
0: took out like half the field and there is a bumping contest for sure for this top 33 now you got to remember it's a, a four lap average for the queue and they're within a tenth the entire field Okay, so it's pretty amazing how tight it is uh, to get into the top split and this is one of the rare events in racing in iRacing where they don't do the split or the qualifying is done by time it's not by iRating yeah, I think so, that's
4: yeah.
2: really cool yeah, so we're looking at the top split, basically. And right, if you look are, at yeah, the top 33, like, there's your top
0: split.
4: Yeah, and if you notice, the top three are all from Indiana, so I think they they got some good representation there.
2: That's right. Get them, Indiana boys.
0: Yeah, I recognize some names in there uh, in the top 33, uh, like our uh, friend of the podcast, James Swinbanks from Australia. He's uh, barely in there. On this page, he's listed 29th out of 33.
2: That's something to hang your hat on, just to be on that list on this top page.
0: All right, let's go on to the next one. Uh, Doug Hunt Jr. from iRacing posted up some changes or uh, adjustments to the special event schedule. Uh, Nurbering 24 will be adding a second 24-hour time slot. That means there will be two race times on Saturday. Uh, they also added Mercedes and Ferrari GT3s to the lineup. Indy 500, they're using the new Delara car. There'll be four time slots over the weekend uh, this Saturday. Uh, There's three of them and one on Sunday. Uh, Six Hours of the Glen canceled because we don't want it too close to the quarterly build.
3: Um, A side note on that, Mike. One, uh, I, I forget the guy's name. Um... I was actually listening to the Rutgers Kev Podcast. They talked about one of the guys. He's going to be hosting a six hours at the Glen, I think, in the time slot that the official race was supposed to be. Don't quote me on that. Oh, um, I'm sure somebody would. But it's on the forum somewhere. I just wanted to put that out there.
0: Yeah, Kings Royal, they're going to take that out of the special events, and instead they're going to adjust it, the World of Outlaw Craftsman Sprint Car Series to run the 410s at Eldora for that entire week. So King's Royal is now part of the regular schedule, not a special event. Spot twenty-four adding a second time spot a time slot. LAMA uh, They've decided to take their lo- the Lama twenty-four hour event and put it inside the Lama Endurance series. It still is a 24-hour race, but as part of an official series, the Le Mans Endurance Series, it's not a standalone special event. And that's it. All right, Will, you're next. Subaru.
4: Yeah, so there was a picture that popped up, I think, in our group messenger earlier on the week. It was floating around Facebook. I posted it up on our Twitter of uh what looks like uh the new Subaru GRC um looking like they're doing the figure eight at Irwindale with a jump in the middle um I know it's a little speculation there's no 100% confirmation that I'm aware of for this photo but it's been floating around nobody's denied it it looks really really good um so yeah I'm excited for it I hope they either do a really good Uh, New GRC track out, Irwindale, or maybe do an update version of the figure eight that has a jump across the center would be a lot of fun. So some cool stuff leaking out there.
0: Yeah. Another guy put it on Reddit. We found it over there, too. But it's a legit screenshot. I mean, it's got the iRacing.com, you know, watermark in the corner. It sure looks like a, a proper screenshot. And you can see the word Irwindale Speedway on the wall in the background so you know it's that track.
4: Yeah, it it looks like it was intentional the way it lines up with the car jumping over the name of the track and everything. It looks pretty legit. Um, I'm surprised there's not a paint job on the car. I feel like if it was something they were going to do for something promotional, they would have done that. Right. Um, it's white. But I feel like it might have been something like somebody shared with a friend that ended up sneaking out.
0: All right, looking forward to that. Chris, what do you got for uh, All-Star for the Peak Boys?
2: Yeah, next is a forum post by Ray Alfala. He posted info on the All-Star race being hosted by LSR TV. They'll be on right after we're done with the podcast tonight. It'll be, they will start with an open race for peak drivers, and the top 20 road to pro do not meet the requirements for the All-Star race. And uh, the requirements are uh, former All-Star race winners. Peak champions, peak winners since 2016, uh, top 10 All-Star Open finishers, uh, two All-Star Open hard chargers, and special invites. Special
0: invite like uh, (laughs) Tyler Hudson, for example.
2: Yeah, yeah, they've got to fill out the field
0: somehow. Yeah, PJ and Jake Sturgios I see on the list. But a lot of, uh, should be a good race, they run tonight.
2: Yeah, and as part, uh, so along with this post, he also posted a setup for Charlotte uh, for people to run a test out. I'm sure it's not, you know, their exact thing, obviously, but I bet it's pretty decent.
0: He says it's for the Open and the All-Star, so it's got to be a decent set. Uh, I put it up on our team drive so we could have something to start the week with for Charlotte. All right, t- uh, Tony, you're next with season 3 schedule uh final request.
5: Yeah, yeah, uh Tyler Hudson posted up some final requests for uh um any 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 changes for the for the series. Um but it looks like that uh that deadline has come and gone. Uh he was reaching out to the community um asking for them, but the deadline was uh May 9th. Um
0: yeah, uh, we missed that. <laughs>
5: yeah, yeah. Now, you know, I got I'm looking at about five different links uh to to various ones and you know I I noticed there's a couple um you know, he posted up and said, "Hey, get your uh um get your requests in for the season, you know, don't make it personal, make it a a joint effort over the whole community." Um and then, you know, he reposted again like, "Hey guys, last chance," but he, there is like that that was it. That was the only post on that whole thread. Nobody uh, replied to it, or you know, those, those series just that dead, or people are, as you know, you're gonna have a series. Um, it's just you know Tyler or somebody in, in the in the background there is just gonna gonna make it up, and everybody's just gonna have to be. Happy
0: yeah, I think this, this was life. the final follow up on ones he hadn't got a schedule for. Yeah.
5: Okay. Um, but you know, hey, this is. We we talked we've talked about it a lot in the past. You know, one of the, the cool things about iRacing is well, hey, you get you, you get a say in uh how you want things done and you don't like it, you know get your voice heard. Um, yeah,
0: you can't like, complain about it if you don't participate. That's the that's the thing.
5: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean it takes two minutes or a couple uh keystrokes on the keyboard and uh you know, get get heard.
0: All right. So I'll take the next one here. Matt Busa has put up some stats, the all-time NIS fixed stats, and very interesting information. Uh, I was actually part of the uh, top ten list on not just one, but two different lists that he compiled. Uh, Some very fascinating information. Um, The data set is from 2013 through 2018. There's been 13,052 drivers who made a NIS fixed start. uh, 2,355 drivers have scored a win. That's 18%. Um, There's been over 23 million combined laps run. And there's been over 1.2 total million incidents collected. And I'm a bit embarrassed to say guys that i'm number one on the very first list that he puts out it's a top 10 list for the most incidents and i'm listed as number one with 2,989 i think i'm embarrassed
3: mike stop crashing
0: (laughs) i mean if you look at the list right next to it
4: for most starts you're fourth on that list and the most incidents and most starts They're shuffled a little bit, but they have pretty much an identical top
0: five. Yeah, the most incidents and the most starts are basically the same guys. And that makes sense, right?
3: It it does. But, Mike, you should also be proud because if you go and look at our our division split, uh, Chris is definitely following in your footsteps with the most starts and most incidents.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I just wish I wasn't number one. I I mean, surely there's got to be one guy that has had more.
2: Yeah, that's you know, like, it's cool to be number one doesn't in run something, enough. but yeah, to be number one, like you are the number one all time ever in the, you are know, like what, last five years of people who run NIS and incidents.
0: <laughs> yep, that's exactly the truth. Yeah. I mean, number I mean, I one I don't on that, that list.
2: justify it still, but still, you're number one. I almost feel like he doesn't like
4: you because, like, I feel like I would have started that list with most wins, most polls. And then just trickled into the fun ones like most incidents. He's yeah, like, no, the very first. Mike uh, Ellis is uh, the Paul. first name you see. First name you North see Rex. on the list, yeah.
2: I, I think we need to make you a special
0: paint or something uh, just to let people know. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Number one. But 435 <laughs> starts, that's a lot. You know, I had no idea. And, you know, I, you think about that, there's 36 weeks uh, a season, you know, five years, but 435 starts. Wow. Uh, most wins, Tyler Hudson with 60. Matt Busa, 59. Patrick Shelton, 47. Uh, so that's pretty impressive. Uh, most laps led, Matt Busa. 13,408 laps led by him. Uh, best average finish, Tyler Hudson with a fifth. pretty crazy uh, stats. I love looking at stuff like this, but I was caught really off guard guys by having the most incidents. And I don't feel like I'm out uh, one of those wreckers. Maybe the guys I drive with might say something otherwise, but I don't know.
4: I think I, it's just one of those things where it's just, you do enough starts, you're bound to get incidents.
0: And I used to start a lot cause I used to work from home and I would start almost every other, every race, uh, for several seasons, I did that. But now I don't get as many starts a week because of my job. Uh, so it's kind of changed, but but man, that is something that threw me off. All right, Will, what's up next?
4: All right, so uh, Tyler Hudson was posted in the forums about potential Dirt series changes. Um, so he posted in the general Dirt discussions that they're looking at putting the World of Outlaw series, the World of Outlaw late models and sprint cars that are A-class back down to a B-class license. Uh, Tyler stated this would more than double the amount of eligible drivers to compete in these two series where it sits currently. Um, They're also looking at making the December to March season, so I would say uh, season one of the 2019 calendar, the 12-week official series, making that the qualifying series for the World of Outlaw Pro Championship uh, prior to the 2019 season. Um, Tyler mentioned, our hope would be to bump the official series back to A-class by the 2019 season, uh, season one. So if the qualifying wow. series is A-class, but we have two seasons to evaluate, evaluate and make this decision.
0: Well, they got to do something right because they don't have enough people running it. Yeah,
4: so basically, um, if you have a dirt license, you have to have an A license to run the 410 and super late model in the World of Outlaws series and they're looking at bumping that back to a B just just because participation is low. Um, I kind of wrote a little piece here so I wouldn't get sidetracked or distracted. Um, I think it is good they're willing to try something new. I do feel it is sad that there are so many drivers with a B-Class license that are not pushing for an A-Class to run in that series and I feel like that's something that they need to promote. Um, I feel like this is something they need to do to, to promote the participation in that weekly series. Um, I also love the idea of using the 12-week series to qualify for the pro series. Um, I feel like it's just the carrot they need at the end of the string to promote that series and just participation as a whole. Um, I do hope this works as intended, and I feel like there's a lot of really good benefits for um, iRacing as a whole.
0: Yeah. Well, at least they're making adjustments and not just letting it wither and die away. You know, that's what I like about it. I'd rather
2: rather see them, like, I don't know, it's been a little while since I've been to a dirt race, but I I think there was, I don't remember seeing, um, I've seen simulators and stuff at tracks, but I don't remember anything from iRacing. I think that's where they need to be going instead of making adjustments to try to get more people in the series. They need to get uh, rep- representation out to Dirt Tracks and show off what they have because I think there's tons of people out there that would love to get on here and race on Dirt on iRacing that have no clue it even exists.
0: Just drive the participation, you're saying.
2: Yeah, there's mm-hmm. nothing out there. I think I still played, before the iRacing, I still played, I think it was uh, oh, Dirt Track Racing for the PlayStation 2. I think you get it for the PlayStation 2 and PC. That was probably the best to go drive a late bottle until I found iRacing. Yeah, the games don't exist.
4: Yeah, I feel like I mean, I feel like there's a bigger problem with the sim as a whole. Um, if you look at all of the official series, most of them are dead most of the time other than the premiere like NIS and kind of like the community ones and I feel like it's really sad. Um, I think a lot of it is there's a lot of pressure. I feel like to maintain a good I rating and say a series I know I refer to the Silver Crown cars a lot There, nobody races those I feel like it's not that hard of a car to drive is a B license I think people just don't want to put in the effort to make a setup to be competitive and I feel like everybody just wants to flock to a lot of these fixed series. Um, And I think incorporating this weekly series into qualifying for the pro series. We'll get more of those caliber drivers wake, racing more often, which will have a higher car count. I don't know. I just feel like focusing on those weekly series is one of the most important things they could do because I think it's the most underappreciated, up, under-appreciated thing they offer us.
2: Yeah, I'm one of those people uh, when it comes to not racing stuff that's not fixed. Um, I know I, I think it's part of the problem, but I do wish that some more of the series were fixed or that they had, because they can't really break them into two def- different series if the participation isn't there. But if I'm running something else for the most part, like NIS, but I want to run something for fun on the side and dabble in some of this stuff, I don't have time to mess with a car. I don't want to get, I'm having a hard enough time, you know, racing somebody with unequal equipment. I don't want to feel like I have to spend hours on a setup to, um, beat basically
4: well i feel like me personally say there's a race with i'm gonna do a silver crown again 30 guys at pocono i feel like with the fix setup they give me i'm okay with running 10th or 7th or even 13th 14th as long as i'm having good racing and i feel like once people flock away from those you get smaller fields so it's spread apart so Maybe a second off the pace now is me running by myself, and that's no fun, so that's even worse. I don't know what they could do to make those series better. I feel like this is a step in the right direction, and I think trying something new is really fun and exciting. Um, I don't know what you could do for every series, but at least utilize these pro championships to
2: promote the sim in general. Yeah, that All right. so cool, but I'm part of the problem because I'm not racing them, so yeah hopefully they figure it out Yeah, you're part of the problem yeah i want to be there when i want to race them but i'm not racing them so yeah
0: yeah i don't know what the answer is all right let's keep going chris you found a good video here
2: oh yeah speaking of dirt uh and my favorite thing late models uh this is a quick video um i don't know how you find us i I just had the facebook link uh, for uh, terry jacoby posted it but uh if you guys have an easier way to get to it, if the people can't find Terry, Terry Jacoby, um, go ahead and let us know. But it's basically a couple of uh, super late models that get together. One of them gets airborne and lands on top of a, a telephone pole and gets impaled. I mean, it's hilarious. Like literally impaled. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I didn't know they had that kind of physics in the telephone poles, but I guess you have to. If you can run into it on the bottom, I guess you can get impaled if you can get the car high enough.
0: It's a pretty impressive video. I mean, the car is high enough to impale on the top of the pole. But the, the pole is, doesn't move. It doesn't even sway or budge or anything. It's, like, solid.
2: Yeah, they got to work on their pole physics just a little bit. In case yeah, let's take the again. pole down. Let it fall.
0: <laughs> the wires come
2: down and everything I want to see sparks from those, the, the wires and everything.
0: All right, let's keep moving. Uh, Tony, you're next. Uh, week two for a contest
5: yeah yeah that that contest is the the mazda hot lap challenge um we we talked about this one just before it started um and uh they're into the they're into week two at lime rock park and that is may 25th to may 26th um now this is an online uh they have two schedules sorry online and at track so um, you you have two ways to to compete and two ways to enter. Um,
0: just run and, the time attack. It's a time attack thing.
5: Yeah, yeah. I guess I should probably mention that as well. It is a time attack. Um, and I believe the, uh, yeah, the the grand prize is uh, a test in a global Mazda MX-5 Cup car uh, later in 2019.
0: So yeah. Um, and a trip to the Daytona 24.
5: Oh, yes, there it is. A VIP trip. Uh Yeah. Yeah, geez. So um go get it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh where are we at uh next? They say uh uh June 29th to to July 1st is the uh they'll be racing at Watkins Glen. So
0: It's about uh, once a month that this comes up. So anyway, it's coming up next week or the week after.
5: Yeah. Yeah, lots of fun. If you're uh, if you're a rogue guy and you got what it takes, or you think you got what it takes, give it a shot.
0: Alright, next up, uh, a lot of people getting a crash of the sim. Uh, a hard crash. And, uh, Chris, I think you had some of this this week. It turned out it was the EAC, which is the Easy Anti-Cheat. And apparently, uh, one of the updates to the Easy Anti-Cheat was causing it. They did roll it back, and from what I understand, it, it's fixed. Yeah, I haven't had any problems since. So, um, yeah, here's hoping. Yeah, so uh, easy anti cheat apparently is still there and and working. All right, Chris, uh, you got another little tidbit about NASCAR and their iRacing involvement.
2: Yeah, and this uh, this comes from um, an article by Adam Stern in the. Basic gist of the article is how uh, the NASCAR owners are kind of frustrated that NASCAR is doing kind of a crappy job keeping up with the times. We're still, you know, have the the same old show we've been putting on, and they need to
0: you know, modernize well, it a bit. And uh, yeah, I think the gist of it was the article was more about at 2020 is when the track agreements are up and the charter agreements are up. And that's going to be a big, big, big renegotiation phase in 2020. Uh, and there's a lot of talk of the teams might even split off or, you know, form some kind of a separate series if they can't get their the TV money. Uh, and maybe that's why NASCAR bought ARCA, so that they couldn't have a series to go to, is one of the speculations, but... But at the end of the article, there was uh, something uh, written there, uh, some quotes from none other than um, Kaufman, who is the owner or partial owner of the uh, Chip Ganassi team, about iRacing.
2: Yeah, yeah. So the uh, the quote from Kaufman says, "When it comes that, when it comes to having more cohesive collaboration." Kaufman was quick to point out that the new youth-based eSports initiative announced last week by NASCAR and iRacing included no involvement from teams. He added that, the NAS- that NASCAR has not helped the RTA with its own eSports initiative, which is a pro iRacing league featuring players who would be drafted by the actual teams. Uh, they just weren't interested in working with us and aggressively smothered our initiative, Kaufman said. And uh, so, yeah, it, this is referring to like – uh, like the teams from Richmond and the you know, the deal that they're working
0: on, right? Well, I think that was almost a separate thing from Rob Kaufman was working on. He was trying to get the teams to hire drivers, sim drivers, and they would run a league. And this quote from him where he says, NASCAR aggressively smothered our initiative. Smothered our initiative, to me, sounds like it Shut might it not be happening. Out. Yeah. yeah.
2: Well, did you take that? See, when I read it, I kind of took it like uh, what NASCAR is doing now with iRacing is kind of separate from what he was wanting. Like, he had already right. brought this to NASCAR, and they just said, no, that's stupid.
0: Yeah, we're now doing NASCAR something NASCAR's kind of doing their own thing. Right. Yeah, so anyway, an update. I don't think it's a good update for us, but it'll all work out.
2: Yeah, I'm still hopeful.
0: All right, uh, Will, tell us about the NASCAR Hall of Fame.
2: Yeah, so uh,
4: yesterday I had to do some run around Charlotte, had some time to kill, and um, went to the NASCAR Hall of Fame. Um, I was kind of limited in my time, unfortunately, so I'll have to make another trip. But I got to take a peek at their iRacing setup, and it looks like looks really cool. They have about eight full-size cup cars um, with what look like G27s and one monitor in them. Um, you, you, it's kind of weird. It looks like the driver sits and is driving on the passenger side. Um, but somebody goes in through the driver's side to help them get set up. So it's a little strange, but it's a really cool setup. They have eight full-size cars, so enough to have a good time there. And they were just running around Charlotte in cars that look just like the cup car you were sitting in. So if you got in Kyle Busch's car, you were driving Kyle Busch's car on the sim. It looked like it was just like a practice. Um, but yeah, it was kind of fun to see. I think while I was there, I think somebody in Armorella's car just destroyed the Byron car, which was kind of funny, but um, yeah, it was really cool. The best lap time for the day while I was there was a 30.2, so I feel like any one of us on the team here could have easily shadowed that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was just curious, Is it must be some com- some kind of custom interface. It's not your typical iRacing launch from the webpage, right? You know, I honestly think it might
4: just be like a hidden practice session or something because the track really looked rubber down. Like maybe they start with a fresh track every day in a practice session with these cars, just sitting on pit road that we can't. It's see. an
0: eight-hour practice, yeah.
4: Is something of that nature. And then what was really cool is they had like two display monitors. One that looked like it was using camera one, focusing on excitement. You, could, the way you could kind of control the camera controls. Because it would bounce off of each car as there was some kind of excitement or wrecking or anything of that nature. So, And then they had like a nice little scoreboard um, for the people who were out there and you could log your name. And I'm not sure how that part of it worked. But, look, I mean, it was iRacing 100%. It was branded iRacing. And um, I'm going to have to give it a shot one time. It's just it feels kind of silly to pay to use their simulator when I got a nicer setup. You just at home. need to
0: go in there and school them, though, and get the top speed of the day.
4: Yeah, I saw the. I think like it was a 30.2. Yeah, it was a thirty point two. I'm like, damn, I could beat that. Um, I was really tempted, but I had had other things to do. I'll I'll make it down there one time.
1: <laughs> Probably a business uh, like testing thing that they, that iRacing set up there. It uh, only works a certain way, and it's set that way. It's only programmed. It's like an offline that, setup.
4: Yeah. yeah, and it was um. I guess I would. I was told they actually have leagues that will race there. They have like their own league or something, um, and I wouldn't be surprised if they have more simulators stashed away somewhere, because an eight-man league is kind of small. But um, yeah, I gotta. I want to try to look into that just to like, give it a shot and check it out again.
0: All right, moving on. Uh, Facebook. I found this post on one of the Facebook groups, and I had to chime in because the guy says. <laughs> Does iRacing allow account selling? I have an account with over $325 worth of cars and tracks that I'm looking to get rid of for only 150 And let the bidding start, so to speak. What do you guys think? Is this uh, kosher?
5: Nope.
1: I've been uh, following you on this one, Mike, because I, 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 I guess those people don't understand that if iRacing ever went away, they don't own anything from it.
0: Well, yeah, I I posted up in, as well as some other people to let these guys know that uh, here's what I put. Your account is worth nothing. There is no value to it at all. You're leasing the content. So the answer is no. You cannot sell your account. You could sell it if somebody wants to buy it, but that
1: that's up to them, I guess. I know when I bought my Oboto,
4: um, the guys that were getting rid of their stuff, they um, they mentioned to me Like, hey man, I wish I could sell my account. I have all these tracks and all of this and that. I just don't use it, and I already had my stuff, so I didn't think nothing of it. But I was just curious, like, what was to stop me from giving him a hundred bucks, getting his logins, messaging iRacing and saying, like, hey, I had a name change. Um, just seems.
0: Well, um, a lot of people here posted. It's kind of weird. Yeah, a lot of people posted. That's you know all these scenarios, just like that oh, I can move all of a different IP address, or I use my grandma's credit card, so I'm changing my name, and, you know, there's all these different things that you can do to really get away with this, but in the spirit of the rule, it is against the rules.
4: I wouldn't mind. I feel like the one thing that kind of sticks out to me here is how much content has been paid for that just is wasted. I know iRacing would never do it, but I just feel like it would be really cool if, say I have to... go away from my racing. I'm like, I'm mad, I don't want to, I got life stuff. I want to donate my content back to the public, divvy it up, give it to somebody randomly, I don't care. But to get off that, take it away from my account so even I can't use it at that point because someone else has it. But I bet you there's a ton of people out there who have accounts
0: that are just collecting dust. You know, they gotta make money one way or another. So I'm fine with how they're charging for it and... Yeah, if the server if they don't keep the servers up and pay the server bill, nobody has iRacing. You know, if you look at it, I was gone for two or three years, and
1: I almost have everything on iRacing except for the new stuff that's come out. You came so, back and got it back. And I, right? I've come back and added to it, but you know that was probably I probably have twelve to two grand, probably twelve hundred to two thousand dollars worth of stuff bought.
0: Still way cheaper
2: than a real race car. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: So this thread went a little crazy. One guy actually was so upset about it that he actually wrote an email to iRacing stewards and reported the thread that somebody was trying to sell their account. And he posted up a picture of the email that he got back from iRacing (laughs) about it. What a snitch. (laughs) Yeah, total snitch. And then everyone called him out for it niches end up in ditches yeah iRacing had told him thank you for bringing this to our attention we will look into this further <laughs> all right yeah pretty crazy i was trying to out there to tell him you know how it works uh tony what do you got next
5: well looks to me like uh iRacing was uh doing a little bit of house cleaning there's a picture of uh kevin lanarelli up with his uh very sophisticated duster um actually they were uh he was out spending the day uh recording cars capturing the sound um so i imagine there's gonna be a bit of an update to to how some of the cars sound i couldn't figure out where i didn't see anyways where they were where they were doing this or what cars they were recording
0: yeah um, he kept it a mystery pretty much yeah I, yeah i tweeted at him
4: with our account um i speculated it's carts um that's a very narrow track um there's rubber laid down and uh, a lot of carding tracks will utilize like supermoto bikes so they'll have a section of dirt that goes on and off the asphalt kind of a back and forth thing so yeah, my speculation is carding um he tweeted us back kind of
0: joking it off but you probably will well see. What I'm hoping. You might have called it. All right, Chris, what's next?
2: Next, we have uh, it looks like John Hammer was on the forums and he posted. I haven't been able to go through the videos, to see how in depth they are, but he posted, posted all everything. Help. Yeah. So I see that he's posted like how to use like MoCap and how to get the data from it, use the data, but does it is a good, they go goes completely into detail like how to how he builds his setups
0: well it's cr- yeah he basically dumped all his information his his MoTech profiles his uh youtube videos on how to use them for telemetry and how to you know analyze you know ride heights and camber and that kind of stuff and other information you know other documents and and whatnot a testing report form a crew chief sheet uh and many other things and so boy what a gold mine for somebody who wants to learn about setups and telemetry guess what this is a gold mine this is just a perfect starting point for somebody that wants to do that
2: yeah like i said i haven't got had a chance to check out many of the videos yet but it's all fairly bite-sized too. It's really hard to find good information on this stuff that's not just overkill or isn't enough. It seems like he's done a really good job of getting you know, just the right information without uh, you know, that overkill.
0: Yeah. Well, good job, John, Uh, getting that out there. Yeah, it's uh, awesome. Like, he's just trying good. to share and give back to the community is what he told me, and um, I think it's pretty cool.
2: Yeah, that's gonna help a ton of people. Yeah, we need
0: more people like that sharing things and just helping others get better. All right, we got just a little bit left. Uh, we're we'll, we're running a little late, but we'll do the hardware. Um, so let's jump right on it. I'm gonna take the next one. Uh, Apple jumping on the virtual reality train by bringing us an 8K VR goggle. And this was an article on Medium.com I found. And it basically says it's been long rumored that Apple is working on a a VR headset. But recently, the rumors got much more interesting. Um, And so it's a very long article that just talks about, you know, what Apple has in store, um, if it's going to be, you know, competitive with, you know, the other VR makers out there. I mean, what do you guys think? I am an Apple guy. I would love Apple. VR headset
2: I'm pretty excited about this because when Apple does it right this is what they do best they don't invent stuff they take something that's already there and make it the best I mean that's what they did with smartphones right they didn't invent the smartphone they just took the smartphone
1: and made it the best one it was ever made yeah but good luck with the price tag on that one probably yeah
2: oh yeah sure like everything Apple I'm sure this thing's going to cost twice as much as anything else
5: then they'll add like a seven hundred dollar friggin' charge cord or something that only works with that, and then they'll they'll sell you you know a fifteen thousand dollar app to run the damn thing. Uh, <laughs> it's, on, it's
1: on separate earphones. I feel
4: like
2: we know who likes and doesn't like Apple now.
0: Yeah, I think and uh, it's just
1: tough.
2: Oh yeah, I love and hate them for sure. But yeah, they'll probably I, I'm pretty hopeful they'll probably come out with something pretty awesome. I'm assuming.
4: I, um, I've been watching a lot on the VR stuff, and I think it's cool to have more products out there, more competition, just, um, bring costs down, kind of develop it, because the Oculus isn't perfect, but I don't think I could ever race without it. So, I'm, like, super excited for whatever comes with that next generation of VR.
0: Yep. All right, Tony, you got the next one.
5: Okay, um... Yeah, this uh this is from the Ultimate Sim Hardware Facebook page. Um looks like uh somebody's made um uh adapters for uh for wheels for uh like uh Logitech, Thrustmaster. Um so you can you know you can put your favorite wheel onto these uh
0: like a real steering wheel.
5: Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Um, get a real steering wheel and, and slap it onto your Logitech or, um, I don't, I think there's a lot of qu- you know, there's, there's options for Thrustmaster, but I don't believe there's a whole lot for, uh, for the Logitech bases. Um, so this is, this is really cool. You know, I didn't notice if there's a, uh, a e- eBay link. Oh, there it is right there. Uh, what do we got? 22.99, uh, pounds. Um, so yeah, UK. Out of the UK.
0: But uh, yeah, it looks like he might have three D printed them or something. But uh, it's just like a little spacer adapter kind of thing. And and from what I can see here, it looks like you can you know put almost any kind of wheel on it.
5: Yeah, it looks like it definitely gives you lots of lots of options, and it looks well tooled It's um they're they're made out of aluminum, and you know, it looks like the guy's done a nice job on these things.
0: All right, let's go to the last topic, Will.
4: Yeah, so it looks like we have a new adaptive gaming controller from Xbox. Um, and there was some talk about what it could do for iRacing in the forums. It looks like, um it's, well, it's kind of hard to explain. It's, it's a controller that looks odd, but you have different 3.5mm jacks that you could input to kind of put your own controls in. Um, I didn't really get a chance to go more into detail on it,
0: it it's kind of crazy it's huge and it looks like two little you know looks like drum tape pads tape. or like a DJ pad or something like that yes. and if you check the video out this is for people that are have disabilities and it allows them to play video games when maybe they don't have full use of all their you know hands and arms and coordination and stuff like that and so you can map you touching these touch controllers, which are big round pads about six inch diameters. There's two of them and you can map that to steering, like if we were going to r- race with this, you could have one pad be your left right steering and the other one would be your gas brake, you know, and uh people who are disabled, it really gives them some other options for how to control games.
5: This is so awesome and the only thing i can think of is why haven't they done something like this sooner um i mean it's up you know they, they got it going now and, and and good on them um but this this is really cool it looks really neat
1: uh tony there has i i don't know if any of guys knows about this there is a there's a foundation it's called able gamers um they help out uh Handicap people with uh, gaming for all types of gaming, and User they entered uh, your channel. do. Uh, they do different types of things. Like you can, um, if you're if you're handicapped or disabled, you can uh, apply to this foundation, and they'll come up with a way to to, to adapt a game hardware
0: to your needs they have another thing too if you look at the picture down towards the bottom uh it's a thing that you put your knee between it has two little sensors that he mounted below the desk and you can put your knee or leg up between those two sensors and move your knee like left or right and actually steer with that and so it has another thing that you can put by your head it's like a little wand if you look up by his head you'll see it by his ear and you can move or control it with that as well, so it's got some optional items that that you can use for certain people that have you know like a quadriplegic maybe he can nod his head and you can use the nodding uh, as a gas brake and that kind of thing. Really cool all right uh, that's a fine that's the last topic. Let's get into final thoughts. Chris Scales, you're up first.
2: Uh, we're gonna be doing some racing tonight. We're doing a, our own version of the All Star Race. So looking forward to that. It's gonna to get to, it's gonna be fun to race with some of y'all. If we don't get to race together very
0: often. At least not on the same track. All Star, that'll be fun. Yeah, let's do that tonight. Uh, yeah, and it's an off week off week with NIS, so we're kind of looking for something to do, right?
2: Yeah. Oh, and looking forward to. Um, the peak race next week. They'll be at Charlotte. We'll be at Charlotte. That should be fun. It's. I said I like it when the um, air week aligns with ours. It makes me much more
0: likely to watch. Yep. All right, uh, Greg Hectus. final thoughts? I'm
1: uh, just looking forward to getting to next week's races. Um, I haven't been talking much on the podcast tonight. I'm still setting up my whole system here with the new build that I just did, my hardware. So apologize for not... Given a lot of opinions tonight, but I'm um, just looking forward to next week.
0: yeah, the new computer build uh went fairly well. I mean, it's up and running, right
1: yeah, everything's getting up and running. I'm just trying I, I've been over the time we're here, I've been setting up o b s while we've been talking, so I'm trying to get my stream page back up and running um, but yeah, had a little bit problems with the motherboard when I first installed everything, so now running. On a Ryzen seven chip, so second gen chip, so we're good.
0: Yep. All right, and uh, David and I just went through before the podcast a, a newegg.com dot uh, com parts list for myself because I'm thinking about starting to think about building a new PC. We put together a, a quick list. It was about twenty three hundred. Crazy stuff. Okay, Tony Groves, final thoughts.
5: Yeah, well, I mean, I, I'm jumping on this whole building stuff uh, bandwagon as well. I'm starting to slowly migrate away from my severely redneck setup. Um, I was able to get away from sticking my super comfortable Crocs underneath my office chair to keep it from stop rolling, and um, mounted myself an actual seat for my car. It's not a racing seat, but nice and comfy. Loving it. Um, last week sucked actually a lot of these last few weeks have sucked because my, my my real life has just been way too busy for my liking um really hoping that slows down so i can uh get some more racing in. um been definitely missing it so um looking really looking forward to tonight's race it's going to be a lot of fun um hanging out on track with all you guys and then uh yeah, hopefully things slow down next week so I can make more than one start or make more than no starts like what I've been doing lately.
0: Yeah, and I saw that seat and I saw uh, the seat belt receptacle and I'm like, wow, that's a real seat out of a real car.
5: Yeah, I was, uh, you know, I, I I do a lot of uh, you know quote unquote rednecky things because I'm freaking cheap. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> this this seat here, you know cost me about 50 bucks and i didn't have to go to a junkyard to, to rip it out myself it was already ripped out and uh it's actually in really really good shape but it's yeah it's just to see it of an old grand dam perfect
0: great well yeah the rig is looking nice uh and then greg yours is looking really good too we need a full report from you once you get it all finished uh all right will gibson final thoughts
4: man I keep hitting the wrong hotkey here Um. Uh-huh not a whole lot um i am gonna be hosting a race here and a little bit after the show uh we're gonna kind of do our own version of the all-star race which should be uh pretty fun so if you're watching the live youtube version feel free to hop in and join and if you listen to the recorded version apologize if you missed it i do plan on hosting more races here and there um to kind of help promote the show and have some fun with you guys so keep an eye out on our twitter for that i just want to kind of apologize to you guys i've been all over the place this week and i feel like the podcast notes aren't to the standard i would like um but i have a lot of fun with you guys and it was a lot of fun doing the kansas race and i feel like i'm kind of getting settled here pretty well in charlotte and kind of getting a normal flow on things things aren't perfect i got a long drive to work every day which hopefully that will come down here in a little bit but um yeah no it's um Apologize you guys for the lack of show notes and stuff, but I think we've got some really fun stuff planned for the future.
0: Yeah, thanks for that. And the show notes, yeah, if you guys want to see our links that we talk about on the show, we have a bit.ly link. And so check our social media pages for that link. It uh, should be you know, in the description of the podcast as well. Uh, but you can go there and then check and look at all these different things that we're looking at you know the videos the hardware whatever and so some of our users have asked for that all right for me uh final thoughts is boy nascar off week and i'm like not sure what to do with myself and uh i ended up actually doing some stuff with the family last night and not doing my normal thing and uh it was a little different but it is a needed off week uh this is the last one for a while, I think, and so we're going to have a lot of racing coming up. Looking forward to Charlotte. So I'm going to miss the Indy 500 because of my work schedule. Uh, first time I've missed it in a while, but uh, I don't even own the car, and I got to work. So, and I'm not going to get up Sunday so early either. So uh, looks like I'll miss it. So with that being said, uh, I think that's it. We'll see you later.